You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. Another episode of Hear the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It's Anthony Lewis along with Aurora. Aurora, how are you doing this week? Great. Aurora has a new microphone, everybody. Yes. <laughs> new equipment. Uh, yes. a, a new mic. Uh, a new set of headphones. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I feel very professional. Yeah, we got this whole mumble thing now going mm-hmm. uh, on point, all proper. Like Now if we can just get Glenn on board. Uh, Although Glenn's issue, I believe, is something to do with his uh, ancient Macintosh computer from, it's probably the 1980s, I'm guessing. Uh, It's a laptop. I think it's a laptop, so I don't think it's that old, but uh, he's he's running an old Mac, and uh, it and Mumble do not cooperate with one another Mm -hmm. very well at the moment, so... uh, Maybe we'll start some sort of Kickstarter to get Glenn a new computer. Uh, hey, could... I've, se- I've seen other Kickstarters that yeah, well, there <laughs> are was worse that, than that. So. There was there was that dude who started like a GoFundMe about like making a potato salad or something yes. like that, and... and he achieved his goal. Yes, he did, and then some. Yes. Like he got, I, I that guy has always wanted. He, he's inspired me kind of to not actually do it, but I've always wanted to mm-hmm. just start a GoFundMe for something stupid and random, and hope it went yeah. viral and caught on, and people just gave me lots of money for no reason. Uh, like that guy. I think that guy may have broke that for everybody else though. I think he may have ruined that for everyone. (laughs) Uh, people, people will no longer do that. I don't think, but, uh, that's what you're tuning in for everybody. (laughs) Talk about our podcasting equipment and GoFundMe Kickstarter campaigns. No, we're here to talk the walking dead. Uh, it is our second week back in and, uh, so much stuff happened, uh, Mm -hmm. in a different way from last week. Like last week, a lot of people died. Uh, this week, less people died, but uh, yeah. more things happened. Crazy things yes. happened. This was uh, a, a buddy cup rom-com. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> I can't wait to start talking about what happened in this episode. I love it. So let's talk about Season 6, Episode 10 of The Walking Dead called The Next World. Uh, the episode picks up two months after the battle in Alexandria with the Walkers, which was a bit of a surprise. I didn't think we'd yeah. do quite a time jump they don't do that very often in this show but they didn't actually mention two months in the episode right uh not exactly i i think they i think they mentioned weeks at at one point Mm -hmm. or another several weeks many weeks three weeks maybe i don't know uh yeah this says two months maybe they Mm -hmm. said it and we weren't paying attention i i heard that on the talking dead but i didn't hear Mm -hmm. maybe that's where maybe that's where they're pulling it from yeah uh, who said it? Because if Nathan Fillion said it, I don't think he has any actual uh, oh, no, it, information. Oh, no, it was Chris Hardwick. It was Chris Hardwick. Uh, oh, well, Hardwick <laughs> might know. He might know. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, ju- we'll just go with it. Some two months after the battle in Alexandria, Rick and Daryl head out for a supply run when they encounter a smooth-talking man who says his friends call him Jesus. Not the guy mm-hmm. from The Big Lebowski. That's a different <laughs> Jesus. Or the Bible. 
No, uh, or that guy, <laughs> the, probably the most well-known of the Jesuses. Uh, thank you, Aurora, for pointing that out. I'd almost forgotten the most important, well-known Jesus. Um, anyway, I had a different name for him by the end of this episode anyway. Well, I mean, it's still incorporated the word Jesus. I just, uh, it, it fluctuates between either Ninja Jesus or Jesus yes. the Ninja. Uh, oh, I like Ninja Jesus. Ninja Jesus is pretty great. Uh, and this is after, uh, so... Because this whole time, Rick and Daryl are talking about the law of averages. Yeah, we're bound to find some more. We're, we're bound to find some supplies. We're bound to find somebody out here who we can bring back to our community. Uh, and as they're driving, uh, Rick, uh, who apparently has also developed a habit of playing music that Daryl can't stand uh, <laughs> while in a car, uh, they happen upon. Uh, it looks like a like a gas station, maybe or something like that. I'm not sure exactly mm -hmm. what it was. And uh, they they open. Uh, they they open a, a locked garage and there is a big moving truck in there and it is full of supplies and they're like woohoo yeah what are the chances yeah like, crazy. that was so lucky <laughs> hey and Rick is like hey law of averages um, and that is when they meet this Jesus fellow uh, who pickpockets the keys to this moving truck and then sets off some firecrackers in a barrel which uh, basically trick Daryl and Rick into thinking somebody is is unloading some rounds and by the mm -hmm. time they realized what was happening jesus was taking off with their moving van full yep. of uh full of supplies uh they <laughs> here's another thing we learned this episode daryl and rick have an incredible amount of stamina uh <laughs> because i believe they spent at least 30 percent of this episode running after this truck like, they track the guy, I, yes. and, and most of the time is running. And Daryl is running with a heavy backpack. Yes. Full of other things. He is, they feel like, it feels like they're, and the way they cut it, it just feels like they've been running this whole time while, while people yeah. have been talking in Alexandria. And it has been established that they don't have a lot of food, so they are mal malnourished, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, they found, uh, they, they did find uh, a partially broken vending machine that was full of yeah. crushed soda. Right. Uh, which... Uh, Daryl had some of, and I believe uh, he they were going to bring some back to the mm -hmm. uh, to the town as well. Uh, so they eventually catch up to Jesus, who's having some problems with the moving van, and they end up stealing it back from him. Uh, and <laughs> the this this dude has skills. This is the reason why I call him Ninja Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, he has moves. This yeah. is a and look. He looks like a lanky stoner dude. <laughs> with a long beard, he looks like like what you would imagine like a like a stereotypical high school burnout guy to look like, <laughs> except he has crazy fighting skills. Yeah. This guy does. Uh, they underestimated him, but they were able to subdue him and tie him up uh, and take off again. And uh, they, they spot a, a barn, I think, that they want to go check out. And they start hitting some bumpy ground when they hear noises on the roof. And they realize that Ninja Jesus has escaped his bonds and was mm -hmm. clinging to the roof of this vehicle the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Rick puts a stop to the vehicle. Ninja Jesus goes flying uh, <laughs> and lands in the front. And at this point, Daryl has had enough of this young man and proceeds to chase him all about this farm to catch him uh, in a in a rare bit of comedy you don't really see on this show very often you yeah. don't see a lot of levity uh, and it was kind of goofy and there were zombies that were tied up to tractors and uh, other, various other farm equipment that started breaking loose 
Um, and uh, Jesus eventually actually ends up saving Daryl. He gets a hold of Daryl's mm-hmm. handgun and tells Daryl to duck in just enough time to, to take out uh, a walker, to which Daryl says, thanks, and then punches out the Jesus. Yep. Um, unfortunately, the car, the, the moving van is rolling backwards at this point, and they are able to fall out just at enough time for the supply truck to end up in a lake completely submerged. Mm-hmm. Law of averages my ass, I believe Daryl says something <laughs> to the... He had had enough of that day. Um, <laughs> so now with this young man knocked unconscious and realizing... Uh, that uh, he'd never actually pulled a weapon on either of them and saved Daryl from a walker that decided to take him back to Alexandria as a prisoner and find out more about this young man. Meanwhile, Michonne is following Spencer around in the woods and helps him uh, with some anonymous help from Carl to dispatch and bury the walker that was his mother. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rick returns to Alexandria with the Jesus and... uh, sits down to, to tell Michonne all about his uh, his day, which was, in fact, quite a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could not find her any toothpaste, but brought her breath mints, mm-hmm. which she promptly does not use before <laughs> staring deeply into Rick's eyes, and then Michonne and Rick come together. They're no longer yep. Rick and Michonne. They are now Rishone. Yes. To become one, they hook up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Finally. are Finally. Uh, and a lot of people were freaking out about it. Yes, uh, I for, was one of them. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are uh, awoken the next morning by the Jesus who has escaped and stolen or, uh, and uh, has broken into Rick's home and saying that they need to talk. Uh, he does this, mind you, while Rick and Michonne are both completely nude. They yep. hop out of bed. Michonne grabs her sword. Rick grabs his gun. Uh, and, uh, that is, that is where we are left off for this episode. What did you think of the yep. next world? I love how you described that last part because you said <laughs> Rick and Michonne hook up and then they are awakened by Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really had a coming to Jesus moment, uh, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was spiritual. I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> some, sometimes it can be that great. Uh, who knows? They, they certainly <laughs> seem to enjoy themselves. Uh, yeah, I, I just want, and I also really wanted to bring up the point that he got her the breath mints and she didn't use them. Uh, yes. Which is, I mean, yeah. Look, uh, yeah. the actress who plays Michonne did try to cover for it, I believe. Uh, I'm not going to dare try to pronounce her name because it sounds like yeah, Chris Hardwick can't even get it right half the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. And she tried to cover for it. She's like, maybe she made some sort of baking powder concoction or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. think that's what happened at all. I think just passions overtook them and they didn't yep. care what their breath smelled like no. at the moment. I think they're used to it by now. Right? You know what? Yeah, probably. Like, it's, yeah. it's probably, if, if you live in a place, like, I live I live in a town that has a sugar beet factory in it. And in the mm-hmm. wintertime, you just, that's all you smell. And mm-hmm. for people who are coming into town, uh, they're like, oh my God, what is that? And then you're like, <laughs> what is what? Like, eh, right. you're just used yeah. to it. I'm sure they are used to the smell of corpses and dead yeah. zombie things and body odor i'm sure it just it, that's just what the world smells like to them now yeah yeah that's horrible i'm glad i don't have to be dropped into that world anytime <laughs> soon just out of the blue i can't imagine but uh, i'm sure they're used to it good point uh, so, yeah. so what were your thoughts on the episode um i really like this episode um i 
usually when I'm watching The Walking Dead, I have like a, my face is like in shock the whole episode. Like I'm, I'm just waiting for something awful to happen. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, I was smiling, which was rare for me. Yeah. They did a, <laughs> lo- they, they did a lot of comedy. They did. A surprising and they, amount. And they did a lot of references. I, f- I don't know if they did it on purpose, but I'm guessing they did because it's Norman Reedus. But mm-hmm. a, a lot of the shots with Rick and... and uh, Daryl looked like the Boondock Saints, right? Yeah, like there, when they were there were some very similar shots. Yes, yeah, I, I like that a lot too. Um, they, so I don't know. I oh, good, continue. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I think all, all the things that happened in this episode I liked, mm-hmm. but the one the one thing that I liked the most was the Carl story. Yeah, how he guided Diana towards um, Spencer. So that he could kill her because he understood he he had to kill his mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he understands, you know. Oh, this is process. a this is a regular occurrence mm-hmm. in uh, in the old zombie apocalypse for sure. So I like I I'm I'm finding myself liking Carl more and more. I think he's becoming one of my favorite characters in this show. Yeah, um, uh, oh, I mean, we I I think maybe we discussed it uh, last week, but uh, the, I. And I've seen other people talk about it, but uh, he may he may become a darker character. Rick becomes a little mm-hmm. lighter. Carl becomes yeah. a little darker, mm-hmm. uh, and it certainly feels like he might be going uh, that way. Um, yeah, I uh, I adored the the buddy road uh, the roadshow stuff with with mm-hmm. Rick and Daryl. That was awesome. Yeah, there needs to be definitely needs to be more of that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I love that scene where uh, they come back and they're like, boy, that was a crappy day, right? And he's like, yep. <laughs> and they're just, uh, and he's like, do it again tomorrow. And he's like, you know it. Yep. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> that could be a spinoff show for me. Uh, oh, my God, for sure. Glenn and I, yes. one of Glenn and I's favorite things to do is talk about, sometimes not about the shows that we're talking about, but spinoff shows we wish existed based off of the shows we were watching. Mm-hmm. This is one of those spin-off shows. I could watch the adventures of of Rick and Daryl going out for supplies uh, oh, for sure. on a regular I mean if they want to just make that like uh webisodes or something and just yes. do like 10, 10 minute webisodes every week too and just put those up there too. I'd watch that. Mm-hmm. I'd watch that all day long. Uh yep. those guys are those guys are great together and it uh it really lightened up Rick and Rick was a person in need of lightening up. Um, Mm -hmm. but I mean, look, there's been some time that has passed since, uh, his sort of girlfriend died in last week's episode. I I don't think they were officially ever together, really. Uh, maybe they were, were they, were they kind of official? I I don't know. I don't think they were official, but they were, I, that was the one thing that I felt was a little off in this episode that they showed this romance between Rick and Michonne and we just Mm -hmm. saw... Yeah, Jesse died. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So it is weird. I mean, they have to buffer it with time has passed, right? Uh, but for us, it's only been seven days, and it is kind of it is kind of strange. Um, yeah. Well, because uh, Jen and I were sitting here watching this, and she normally doesn't catch it. She tends to watch it with a friend later on mm-hmm. after the season ends up on on Netflix. But she wasn't going anywhere last night, so she stuck around and and watched it with me, and. She's like, are they going to get together? And I said, mm-hmm. eh, I don't know. Like, I haven't felt like maybe I've been missing the signals 
but I feel like they haven't really been hinting at it that that regularly. Not that or, much. Yeah. Not that much. Yeah. It's always yeah. it's always felt like there's been some sort of bond, but it already sort of it, it sort of felt like a survival friendship bond and not like yeah. a romantic interest bond. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it sort of just kind of came out of the blue. Uh, but hey, mm-hmm. that's not unlike some relationships. That totally happens. Uh, some people, yeah. it's not very overt. Sometimes it's very underneath the surface, and it just sometimes bubbles over when people bury their feelings deep down. That happens. So, uh, yeah. And you may want to suppress emotion or feelings in this world. It's uh, To me, it's... I know Hardwick was like, I'm shocked more people don't hook up. I'm shocked as many people hook up as they do in this world, given the circumstances. Yeah. I mean, they, they they lose people all, all the time. Yes. So, um... You kind of... I don't know. I, loss is something you have to get used to there. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... I, I mean, I was happy. I, I, I've been wanting Rick and Michonne to get together <laughs> for a long time. I mean, does it, does it... Do you know if it happens in the books? I don't know if it does. No. Uh, um, well... I feel like in the books, this romance is with is with Andrea. Ah. Um. So I'm I'm guessing that they're using Michonne as that role now. Like yeah. They're in- Andrea's long gone. Yeah. So. Right. And a lot of people um, seem to not like her very much anyway. So. Uh, well, she's she's kind of a badass. I mean, in the comics, yes. she's great. Yeah. Um. It was in the show. She was uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. <laughs> Um, so I, I'm guessing that's why I, I think they're just sure switching the role with Michonne. Yeah, I mean, and, um, and they've and they've done that uh, clearly. And I, I know you are probably going to like me slightly less every time I mention this, but I feel like they've done this with Daryl and Glenn, where Daryl has taken Glenn's place in the comics. Um, mm-hmm. But that has not come. Uh, I know <laughs> the less <laughs> if we maybe if we don't say it, it won't happen. But. It won't happen. No. <laughs> Hey, look, I don't look after this episode because up until this point, I was like, well, I can kind of see the point because Daryl really hasn't done a whole lot. And then this episode happened and now I don't want Daryl to go either. I think this is uh, this is great. Uh, I mean, he doesn't Mm -hmm. he doesn't have his crossbow back, but, you know, who needs crossbows when you can beat up a guy named Jesus and go on scouting (laughs) raids with with Rick, who plays goofy music that you can't stand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And he has a bazooka now. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, there's some there's very limited ammunition for that bazooka. There but, is, there is. Uh, I mean, if he, if he needed to, he probably could craft arrows, but he'd probably have a much harder time crafting uh, some sort of uh, rocket or something yeah. uh, for the for the launcher. But uh, by and large, uh, I was pleasantly surprised by how much he had to like a there wasn't a lot for him to do in the last few episodes. I mean, he had a big, he had a couple of big moments in last week's episode, but it wasn't very heavily featured this episode. He Mm -hmm. was very heavily featured. So, um, they're really holding off the Negan stuff, but, Mm -hmm. but maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Is this Jesus character, a guy from the books? Yes, he is. Uh, Um, And he, he's connected to Negan in the books. Uh, Not in a bad, not in a bad way. Okay. Because the (laughs) feeling, the feeling I got at least initially, was he seemed like a very nice guy, like way, mm-hmm. way too super nice. And my first feeling is spy for Negan. Like this is mm-hmm. Negan wants to get a guy on the inside, gain their trust, learn who the people are, learn who's in charge, learn where they are, that sort of thing. Right. But as the episode went on, I kind of felt like 
maybe that's not the case. I don't know. So how is he connected yeah. in the books? He He's connected to him, but so in a he, good way? He's the leader of uh, another community mm-hmm. of people. So he's kind of like the Rick for another community. Okay. And this other community battles Negan all the time. Ah, they're familiar with one another. Right. I so see. he, you know, the, the way that he treated uh, Rick and Daryl, it's normal. It's, it's, it's kind of like how Rick treat will treat someone that he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that now that he has been to Alexandria and he saw Rick and Daryl take care of him, and saw the community, now he understands that, hey, these people can actually, we can come together yes. as a community. That, I think that's what's going to happen. And, and, that does, so. and, and that does make a little bit more sense. Yeah. Uh, as well. So uh, you never know because they do mess with the continuity. But I do believe Greg Nicotero yeah. and company have said that this season they were going for more straight adaptation. Uh, yeah. more straight comic book stuff uh, than they've previously... Because they do stray from time to time, but mm-hmm. um, I think they said that they wanted to do... Yeah, a, a and I think adaptation. that's true. I mean, they did the eye for Carl, yep. which we've been waiting for a long time. Plenty of um, plenty of uh, puns I've seen on the internet, yeah. thanks to that. I, I now, <laughs> as much as I enjoyed that scene when it happened, now I'm kind of upset that it happened because of all of the ridiculous <laughs> puns I've had to read. On the internet, especially when it comes to people who want to be clever about how they spoil it, like I don't, I don't want to know what happens this episode, and it's just like, well, let's just say you'll have to see Carl later, or you know, from now on, Carl will have to sleep with one eye open, or you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. He lost an eye. Ugh, the puns drove me. Like I enjoy a good pun, but when you just flood me with puns, that's all I yeah. see. I, I yeah. can't stand it anymore. <laughs> yes, he lost an eye. Uh, let's 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 move forward. Uh, if somebody makes it now. Look, if somebody makes a pun in in the show, I will laugh at that. That's fine. Yes. Uh, yes. But I, I've I've had enough with the internet and its puns about Carl's missing eyeball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> outside of that, I have no other. I have no other complaints. Um, Carl was uh, Carl was a bit of a dick to his not exactly girlfriend. I don't does he? I don't even know if he wants to know. be with Enid anymore. I kind of felt like he wanted know. a relationship, but now, and he was very kind of emo-y, right? Where he was. I think she doesn't like being out there anymore. I think she's mm-hmm. maybe uh, they haven't really gone into it, but I feel like she's kind of gotten used to the community now and doesn't like hanging outside of the walls as much as she used to. But I don't know, because there was also that scene between her and Maggie. Yes. And Maggie saying, like, are you hiding in your room? You, you're you not yeah. well, socializing right. with people. Well, maybe she's still hiding out, but she's doing it within the walls now. She feels right. she feels safe, but she still feels... She's got maybe... She's still got a little bit of that. Don't get too connected to anybody. Don't get too yeah. attached. Uh, but she was like, I don't, I don't like hanging out here anymore. And Carl was just like, fine. And picked up his stuff and then walked away. Like yep. a jerk. I mean, look, it <laughs> happens. He's he's at that age. I know. I have a child that is that is nearly a teenager right now, and mm. uh, it can be frustrating. I will tell you that much. Uh, so I kind of get it, but at the same time, I, I I saw it. You know, in the the way I saw it was they're both kids that gr- are growing up in this world. Yeah. 
Like I said, so it's different from the adults. The adults knew the the previous world. These kids don't know about it. They just they're just growing up here. Yeah. And I think that Carl is more right. mature. And definitely, yeah. The way that Enid is acting, he he's annoyed by her because she doesn't act like him. That's how I yeah, felt. Yeah, I feel like. Um, well, I mean, I don't know if Enid really grew up very sheltered. I mean, she was kind of on her own an awful lot too. I mean, mm-hmm. look, this, this, I will say this for purposes of of historical note. This may be the first time in recorded human history that a teenager can say, "You don't know what it's like to be me," uh, and uh, <laughs> yes. a, a parent saying, "You know what? You 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 are right. You're I right. don't know what it's like You're to right. grow up in a zombie apocalypse, son. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody, no, nobody really can." Uh, yeah. these are, this is like the first generation of, of kids that are kind of growing up in this. And it's a, a weird adjustment phase. Yeah, uh, I mean, Enid sure. saw her parents die in front of her and Carl had to kill his mom. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Agreed. Uh, not easy. Let's just say not that. Not easy. No. Not easy. Okay. Uh, so what would you rate this episode? The next world? Um... I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Uh, um, because I liked it, but I, I I felt like there were some things in those two months that passed that I kind of wanted to see. Yeah, like the story didn't quite give you enough. I mean, Rick and, right. Rick and Michonne hooking up, clearly there's a few things that have happened between last week's episode and this week's episode that we mm-hmm. didn't see. I feel like there's got to, because otherwise you're going from zero to a hundred very quickly. Uh yeah. I, I can't seem to find the piece of paper that I wrote my score down on. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, it will be a surprise for me later because I don't remember what it was either. I wrote it down last night, but uh, it will be a surprise for me later if I find it. And it's not the same score that I'm about to give it now, which is four <laughs> and a quarter. Uh, okay. I'm slightly, slightly above uh, pretty much the same. Like it, it was, it was a very good episode and mm-hmm. uh to me, the Rick and Michonne thing was a big surprise that I didn't see coming. I mean, look, you, everybody saw it coming when they held hands. Like, the instant the yeah. fingers interlaced, even a little bit before they even fully interlaced, you're like, oh boy, something is about to happen. Uh, yeah. So, everybody saw it. But, I mean, up until that point. That is <laughs> I have to feeling. tell you that when that happened, I got so excited. I started <laughs> started screaming and my husband was in the other room and he came running he was like somebody else die and i was like no 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 no." (laughs) is this like a thing where your husband comes running in the dogs are all barking because you're being loud (laughs) yes it happens every sunday at our house (laughs) how close are your neighbors to you are they far enough away where they're not like terrified of what what's going on i'm pretty sure they they're expecting it already because i i can't help it (laughs) Do you think they're just like, what's going on over at the at the Bubaloo abode? Uh, yes. uh, may, maybe did, did you meet your maybe met, I don't know maybe you met your neighbors. You're like, look, sometimes Sunday nights it's going to get a little loud, but don't worry, it's just a TV show that I'm very heavily obsessed with. Uh, well, my upstairs neighbors play video games all the time, really, really loud. So uh, I feel like I have the right to scream oh, every go. Sunday. Yeah, and, yes. it, and it's almost like a weird kinship. They're really yes. loud with video games. You're really loud with Walking Dead. It all kind of yes. comes together. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> so we will come back and talk more Walking Dead next week with Season 6, 
episode 11 entitled Knots Untie. <laughs> <laughs> 